Hey, it's Tito Jeff Fidoff coming at you with the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll get right into it, the men's basketball program. And uh, tough news that uh, forward Seth Towns won't be back this season. Uh, he's um, suffering from injuries again, a back problem. And then, um, you know, Seth Towns, remember Northland High School, local product who went to Harvard, played there for a couple years and wanted to come home and play for the Buckeyes. Was fantastic in the Ivy League. A lot of expectations when he came here and just hasn't been able to stay healthy. When he's on the court, he's made an impact. But uh, his health has been an issue, constant stream of injuries, and uh, too bad for him. But he may come back next year. That has not been decided yet, but he could if he wanted to. And get this, if he comes back next year, it will be a seventh season of college basketball um, for Seth Towns. And I think he'd be great if he did come back. I think that he could have the same kind of influence that like Kyle Young has had this year, and actually last year too on this team, where veteran guy who's not going to come in and lead the team in scoring. He's not going to lead the team in rebounding. Uh, but he will be a um, a spark plug, positive influence, scrappy player who can do some things on the court to really ignite the team. That's what Kyle Young does. Kyle Young, you know, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's effective when he does. He's smart about it. And uh, he's the guy who sometimes gets a stat you don't see in the book. Will, uh, rebound comes off. He tips it to a player, keeps the ball alive, uh, makes a key steal like he did earlier in this season. So um, Seth Towns could. I hope he does. We'll see what happens, but he could be a very positive influence on this Buckeye team next year who might need some leadership. Uh, Ohio State, in the last two games, they got a very, what I would call, a business-like win against the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, it's it's a game. It was a game where Ohio State should have controlled it, and they did control it. So there wasn't anything fancy about the game. Nothing spectacular stood out, but Ohio State was in control, and I, like I say, a very businesslike win over Maryland and one they needed. Uh, Justin Arns finally had a big game against Maryland shooting-wise. He is such a streaky shooter, but when he's on, it makes a big difference to this Buckeye team. And what was great in the Maryland game, and really for a lot of games this season, there's very little drop-off in talent when the bench players come in for some of the starters. And, uh, you know, after that, though, Ohio State had a tough loss at Rutgers. Um, they, Ohio State led 64 to 56, eight point lead with about four minutes left in the game and, uh, didn't score again, lost 66 to 64. Um, not a great, uh, it, any loss is a bad loss, but this look, the big 10, as I'll tell you about in just a moment, again, we uh, talk a little more, get a little deeper in the big 10, but the, it, it's not a given that anybody will beat anybody on the road in the big 10. Ohio State, yes, they're better than Rutgers. They should have won the game. Rutgers knocked off Purdue earlier this year um, when Purdue went there to play in New Jersey on the road against uh, the Scarlet Knights. So it's not surprising that Ohio State lost. They should have won, especially with an eight-point lead and four minutes left. But the fact they lost, you know, like I say, Big Ten teams beat up on each other all the time. No one's going to go undefeated in the Big Ten ever again for basketball. It just won't happen. Uh, you know, the best teams that ever did, like Indiana back in the 1970s did it. But no one's going to go undefeated. You're going to lose some games, and very likely the majority of the games you do lose if you're a good team will be on the road. So that's what happened to Ohio State against Rutgers. Again, not a great loss or anything. Malachi Branham, uh, he had 19 points. E.J. Liddell had uh, 16. Zed Key, 10 points, 12 rebounds, his first double-double of the season. But the Buckeyes shot just 40% from the field, 61% from the free-throw line, and that's why they, you know, they lose that game. If you put those kind of numbers up on the road in the Big Ten, you're going to lose. Buckeyes now 14 and six overall, seven and four in the Big Ten. Um, big game at Michigan on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Michigan is a bubble team right now at best as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Truly, at best, they're a bubble team. And they just beat number three Purdue, who had to come into Ann Arbor yesterday, uh, 82 to 58. 
a 24-point win for Michigan, a bubble team over the number three ranked team and best team in the Big Ten this season. Uh, so that sh- tells you about the road. Now, Ohio State's got to go on the road to play Michigan. Not going to be an easy game. It would be a huge win if they could get it, even though Michigan's underperforming this year under Juwan Howard in his second year there. Even though they're underperforming, it is still a, uh, a chance for a big win for Ohio State. Um, we're just you know we're creeping up on Selection Sunday here. Uh, Joe Lenardi currently has Ohio State as a sixth seed as of today in the NCAA tournament. The Buckeyes are fifth in the Big Ten. Um, there are seven teams Right now, as far as Lenardi goes on ESPN Bracketology, which I love to check out, there are seven teams right now um, that Lenardi thinks will be in the big dance for the Big Ten, and uh, Michigan not one of them. But nonetheless, if Michigan gets some more wins like this, especially a good win against Ohio State maybe, uh, after that Purdue win, Michigan could start making some noise and and creep into uh, uh, Selection Sunday. OSU women defeated Rutgers and Nebraska. Uh, Taylor Mikesell has now scored at least 20 points in 10 games this season. The Buckeyes improve to 18-4 uh, and four overall, 10-3 and three in the Big Ten. And um, they take on Illinois on Monday night in Champaign. The OSU women right now are third in the conference, a game behind Michigan. They're half game behind Indiana. Indiana's in the lead right now based on winning percentage. But if you look at the wins and losses of the formula there, really Michigan's in first. Ohio State a game behind them, a half game behind the Hoosiers. Uh, but uh, the OSU women also trending very much towards having a successful bid into the NCAA tournament. Um, and being third in tough Big Ten, a good sign for them. So they'll be there. Um, Kevin McGuff's team is very talented. They're more balanced than they are have been in past years. Uh, so I, I like their chances of uh, getting the NCAA tournament and winning a couple of games. Uh, OSU football welcomed in more talent with the uh, 2022 signing day recently. The um, the biggest name in there, Devin Brown, a quarterback. He's a top prospect in the class, according to uh, 13.com, top overall quarterback prospect in the nation, according to 13.com. He played for Joe Germain in high school for a couple years. Remember that, the former Buckeye who was here? Uh, he was uh, Germain was his high school coach for a couple years. Then he transferred. Um, uh, Brown did to uh, Utah State uh, High School in Utah and put up incredible numbers. But, um, you know, we'll see what he does. Uh, Ohio State signing class, you know, again, one of the top 10 in the country, like they always are. Still have to watch that uh, the transfer portal to also account for that when you're looking at the changes in talent from year to year, and the Buckeyes do well in that. And again, don't get freaked out when guys leave, and you know don't overreact if a, a, a top prospect flips from Ohio State. Uh, the Buckeyes, much like Alabama and Georgia and some of the better schools that are out there, they're always going to find a way to have superior talent in most of their games over the, for the next upcoming season. Ohio State will have the same thing again this year. Look, Notre Dame's a great uh, tradition. They've been up and down a little bit, I guess, but um, Ohio State will have more talent than Notre Dame when they take the field the first game coming up here in uh, on September 3rd or 4th, but um, September 3rd. But uh, they'll have the most talent on the field. And Ohio State will have the most talent on the field in every game they play this year, barring injuries. But they'll have more talent than every team they play until they get to, say, the college football playoff where they might not then. More talent, though, than everybody, regardless of what happens right now with signing days and transfers and you know moving around. Ohio State's still going to be um, better than the teams they're lined up against uh, next season. Also, I heard an idea about um, the, the Big Ten's going to you know potentially cut back now to eight conference games, which I love to add a non-conference game maybe against the, the Pac-12 or against the ACC. And one of the ideas I heard, which is pretty interesting, is have – Everyone start week zero. Right now, week zero is um, what they do that like last week in August usually uh, is when some college football teams start. They call that week zero for whatever reason, but they call it week zero and usually only a handful of games. Um, And uh, the following week is when the big 
schedule gets started for college football. And one of the ideas I heard, which I thought was very interesting and makes a lot of sense to me, is to have everybody start week zero. And you get a little bit of head start there on the NFL still. It's another weekend without NFL competition. Not that NFL goes right up against college football, but nonetheless, we have X amount of hours every week to spend watching football. Um, it's never enough. But, you know, if you start that the week, and then after that, what that, that does, that moves games like Ohio State-Michigan then to the week before Thanksgiving instead of the week of Thanksgiving. And have Thanksgiving week, that Saturday, that whole weekend, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, let that be conference championship weekend. So you can have, if you want to, you have some of the conference championship games on the day after Thanksgiving on that Friday. And then on Saturday, you can have some of the conference championship games as well, but move that and then still have the week after that, first week in December, let that still be the Army-Navy game. But if you do that, I think it makes a a lot more sense. And you can have, um, uh, like I say, you can then have Thanksgiving weekend can be all the conference championship games. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you buy yourself extra week too. If there's any kind of reason for a cancellation of a game, then the following week in December, if you need to, if you need to move some things around as far as making up a game, a non-conference game, you can. So I love that idea. Um, we'll talk more again. Uh, like I say, tomorrow, Ohio State's got Michigan. We'll talk about that one. And uh, thanks to into the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Thidoff at Thit Happens on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you soon.